Hey there, welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Danny and today we are starting our Christmas celebration for the season. What a joy it is, an exciting time to be able to celebrate the, the hope, the peace, and the love that comes with Christmas, the, the birth of Jesus, right? If if you are new here, checking us out for the first time, we have some links in the description box right below this video. And if you click on those links, they will take you to all the need to know information, including our Christmas Eve service time and a thing that we have coming up. That is next weekend, December 5th, right after the second service, we're having an everybody seminar. And our everybody seminars are a great way for you to learn more about RCC as a church, to grow in your faith, and to take a step toward uh, membership. So if you're interested in that, make sure to check that out, and we'll see you next week. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms blood-stained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Like any guy, I have always been fascinated by fire. There's something very satisfying about striking a match and lighting a fire or a candle. It lights up a room. You can see it from a distance. It gives a feeling of, of warmth to it. 
like a, like a fire in a home or fireplace, right? Once you light that fire in the home fireplace, everybody in the whole home finds themselves sitting at the feet of it. It attracts a crowd. That's what hope is like. And that's what hope looks like for us. Advent simply is this season of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And so as a, as a church, RCC, we're going to take a little bit of time to, to celebrate this tradition here. We will light a candle every week for four weeks of Advent on, on the Advent wreath. And each candle has symbolism, has a representation for what it's all about. And today, the candle we're talking about, it represents hope. Now, personally, by the way, my name is Sam. I'm one of the pastors here. Welcome to RCC at Home. So good to be with you here today. But I've got to, I've got to say, I've hoped for a lot of things in my day. Uh, I've hoped to uh, pass, get a passing grade uh, in my 8 a.m. stats and probability class in college where the, where the professor talked like this. So this morning... We are going to talk about stats and probability. It won't make me scream at 8 a.m. or fall asleep, one or the other. <laughs> it was crazy, but I just hoped, please, please help me pass this class. Uh, I hope that I'd be able to win a race or advance to the next round in a wrestling meet. Uh, I've hoped and prayed in the past. I hoped and prayed that Meg, my wife, would say yes when I, when I proposed to her, right? Spoiler alert, she did say yes. I, I've hoped people that I care about so much that are sick or, or suffering, would be healed, would get better. I've hoped our kids would sleep past 6 a.m. in the morning some days. I've had so many hopes, so many hopes that, that are just so difficult, right? So, some, so many hopes that are just so silly. All kinds of different hopes. I'm wondering, can you relate? Can you relate to that? I hope it's a, it's a strange thing. Sometimes you hope with, with good reason. Sometimes you hope against all odds. Sometimes it pans out, and sometimes it just doesn't pan out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I've had my share of both of those in my life. I'm guessing you have too. So why do we talk about hope as we anticipate celebrating the birth of Jesus? What is hope all about? Because the hope we're talking about is a different kind of hope. Like, like those verses said, it said, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. All eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Now, Let's start with this, these words. I don't know if you know this or not, but they were written at least 700 years before Jesus was born. 700 years, and when we read them, we think, man, that's, that's amazing, that's amazing. He predicted Jesus' birth 700 years before Jesus walked the earth. That's it's incredible. I mean, but can you imagine, can you imagine living within those 700 years? I mean, can you imagine how hard that would have been? That's like being a Cubs fan before 2016, except harder. Because sometimes I forget, and maybe you forget this too, that at some point, people had to wait for Jesus. But did you catch that, that last line? The passionate commitment of the Lord's, Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. 
I'm curious, do you know anyone with passionate commitment? Trustworthy people who are deeply trustworthy, who care deeply. What do they do when, when they say they're, they're going to do something? You know what they do? They do it. They actually do it. So, so when it's God, when it's God saying, I will make this happen, it's different. It's not wishful hope. It's certain hope. You see, there are two different kinds of hopes that we tend to use interchangeably in English, but, but they're actually very different things. One hope is more like wishful thinking. You know, I hope I win the lottery, that'd be great. Or, or I hope that I get green lights all the way through Fond du Lac because that never happens. Or I hope the Brewers win the World Series this next year. It's not that these things aren't possible, it's that the probability of them is of them happening isn't really that significant. There's a chance, but, but there's very little certainty. Certain hope is much different than wishful thinking. When my wife Meg uh, said yes to my proposal of her to get married to her 13 years ago, it wasn't wishful thinking that she would walk down the aisle on our wedding day. It was a certain hope. And not just because that's what typically happens when you get engaged and get married. It's because Meg is the most trustworthy, sincere person I've ever known. When she says she's going to do something, you can count on her to do it. She, she doesn't take commitment lightly. So it was a certain hope that I had. The wedding plans were, were never in jeopardy because our hope that the day would happen was just filled with all kinds of certainty. Certain hope isn't wishful thinking. When we observe Advent and, and we celebrate Christmas, we are being reminded of the certain hope that we have in Jesus. But what does that look like? Well, it, it looks like knowing God has a plan and he'll accomplish it in his timing. Kind of like God called a shot like 700 years ago in Isaiah before Jesus and then it was nothing but that. Like he called his shot and it's coming, it's coming, and it's nothing but that. So, so when we read a verse like this next one, we can trust it. In Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God will, God will do it. When the challenges come, when the life hiccups come, we can be certain that God will use even those things. And we can trust that because, well, because God has shown himself to be trustworthy and, and reliable over thousands of years. Observing Advent and celebrating Christmas reminds us that God came through on his promise of, of giving us a new king, a king whose kingdom would last for forever, a, a king who, as you'll find in, in the other prophecies, was not just like any other king, but one who came to serve us and love us and show us the way to live, a king who would rule in a way never seen before. When we look at the incredible ways God fulfilled his own plan with a perfection, with perfection none of us could have planned, what does that mean for our everyday lives? It means when God says he'll work all things together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, God's going to come through on his promises. That's called certain hope. The second thing 
that it shows us. The second thing that this idea of hope in Advent shows us is, is that God's mysterious, amazing, surprising plan, it's all bent toward loving us. In other words, this is a hope worth having. A hope that you want to hope in. It's a hope we can actually be excited about. It's how these words can be in the Bible. In Romans 8, 38 39, through 39, uh, just a few verses later, Paul says this. He says, And I am convinced that nothing, not a thing, can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. This kind of hope, it's got no fear in it. It has no trickery in it. It very simply is a certain hope based on an overwhelming love that God sends towards us. If God would send his own son, if Jesus would give completely of himself in the ways that he did, if Jesus comes as a vulnerable infant into this world, if this whole purpose was to show a way of life that comes from a loving God, that's a certain hope worth having. I'm curious. I'm curious if, uh, if any of you have ever had a conversation with somebody or you're just kind of chatting it up, right? Talking about whatever, enjoying life, and all of a sudden you, you mention about how, oh, all of a sudden, you know, I've got like these extra wrinkles, right? And, and you're just talking about how, like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing to mention. And all of a sudden your phone is with you and you pull out your phone and you start scrolling. And, and suddenly everywhere you look is this thing and you think to yourself, no, just because I talked about wrinkles doesn't mean I want anti-aging cream. Thank you very much. I don't know if you've ever experienced that or not, but, but there's this reality that sometimes we feel like when we talk about things, our phone maybe picks it up or we type something in our phone and all of a sudden everything we see, all the ads we see are all about that thing. And it's wild, right? But after 37 more of those advertisements, maybe you start thinking, maybe I do need anti-aging cream. <laughs> you start being fooled into that, right? Here's the thing. God's love is the always present, always showing up, always grabbing our attention kind of love that we actually do need and that we can place our hope in, our certain hope. Lastly, the kind of hope that God offers us, it's active. It's active hope. While wishful thinking is passive, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, I don't know, but we're just gonna kinda like hope in it, like maybe we can sometimes wish that something would happen to us. That's wishful thinking, but, but the hope that comes from Jesus, it's active. It, it happens, it's, it's something that's, that's really going to happen. Look what happened to Joseph. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. 
for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. What happens next in the story? Well, Joseph marries Mary, and they have a baby boy, and they name him Jesus. Joseph was, was made aware of something. Joseph was made aware of a hope that was happening right in the middle of his life. It was a story that he was literally playing an active role in. He was given the chance to be part of it. And as a result, it literally changed the trajectory of his life. Instead of, of divorcing and putting aside Mary, he stayed with her. He kept on moving forward with this plan. It altered his entire life because he was made aware of what was happening. We've been made aware. Our hope is not wishful thinking, it's certain hope. This means we can have active hope. An active hope that trusts God and lives how he directs us to live. An active hope that we can't help but share because Jesus changes our story. He invites us into that story. We have an active role to play within it. And because we have the certain hope that that's a kind of hope that we want to live with and have as part of our life, we can't help but want to be part of it. As followers of Jesus, aware of the hope we can have in God, we can hope with certainty because, well, because first of all, God has a plan and it's for our good. And also, God has made good on his promises through constantly being present with his love in our lives. And then finally, it's a hope that's not just wishful thinking. It's a hope that is active, that causes us to live differently because of it. If you, this week, as we walk into this Advent season and, and think about this certain hope we can live with, want to live like that, with that kind of hope in your life, and, and have it making a difference in your life, would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you so very much that, that you give us this light in our lives. This light that lights up a room, that lights up a world, that lights up our life. A hope we can look to that changes how we see our lives. God, we ask that this hope would sink deep inside of us. That it's not just wishful thinking, but it's a promise of a better kind of life through your son, Jesus. God, help us to acknowledge and to see the love that you're giving us because of it. And help us to be active in it. Not just wishful thinking, but something we can live, live out day in and day out. Day in and, and day out. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 19.17 says that whoever is generous to the poor gives to the Lord. What an amazing opportunity. When you give here at RCC, you're giving to God and you're honoring him with your finances. Not only that, but 10% of everything given at RCC goes directly to supporting the mission field, both abroad and right here at home. The easiest way for you to give is to go to rccsunday.com. From here, you can set up a reoccurring gift. It can be weekly or monthly, it can be through your bank account or even your debit card. Also, feel free to drop off a check at our downtown location at 155 State Street. 
There's a mail slot. You can just put it right in there. You are all awesome. Have a great week, and remember, be the church.